Good evening, everybody. Praise God forevermore. Misty, I think, has something for the children. Praise God forevermore. It is exciting to uh, continue to hear reports of revival uh, happening many different places now all over uh, all uh, certainly all over the United States and at some secular colleges people are beginning to cry out to God and and uh, uh, you know revival is often birthed in prayer and I think a lot of praying has been going on, and there's certainly been a lot of praying going on for our young people uh, uh, lately for revival to begin. And I think it's a wonderful thing that it would begin uh, in the young people. Uh, and I'm excited to see all that's going on there. And uh, uh, we we pray for there continuing to be an awakening of... of uh, uh, all God's people and uh, all the people that don't belong to God uh, but revival the word revival is 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 reviving something or bringing something back to life that that has been alive so if we call it a revival it's a it's a it's a it's a a restart or a uh, a redo and uh, uh, we need that but we need a mighty move of God to bring the lost into in these last days. And the Bible said in the last days God will pour out his spirit uh, upon all flesh. But uh, I believe he's uh, getting his people ready. And, you know, people are people. We're, we're, we're creatures of habit. Uh, here in America, we're very spoiled. We have a very good life compared to what uh, people in other nations have and uh, you know I've always heard the term all my life at ease in Zion and uh, uh, it just seems like little by little uh, uh, things have slipped in the churches uh, just for instance I remember when I was a child uh, every year at the Baptist Church. That's what I remember. That's where, uh, where we were involved when I was little. But revival went on for, you know, a couple weeks maybe, and uh, now you very seldom hear uh, of uh, the old churches going on for. Most of the time, it's two or three nights, and then we kind of like to, uh, to. Uh, schedule it around with the other churches so one church supports another church and we all the church support each other which that is great and that is fantastic but we need to reach the lost we're trying to reach the lost and then and then uh uh so uh 
but now we're down to two or three nights or uh, uh, I used to have a camp meeting back in in the late 80s uh, that's when I got started mid 80s we'd have a camp meeting every year and and uh, we'd go at least a week you know and, and uh, have some different speakers and have something going on praise God uh, but you know in this in this modern age where we have dishwashers and microwave ovens and you know you used to they when they came out with tv dinners they were in tin foil and you had to put them in the oven for you know depending on how big it was for 45 minutes or an hour to get your tv dinner ready so but at least you didn't have to cook everything you just had to put it in the oven well now they got stuff you just pop in the microwave and you might have to take a little let, uh, cover off of something, stir something, whatever. But everything is supposedly so convenient. Now we have automobiles that are so smooth and so dependable and can go so far so quick. And we have nice, comfortable buildings with air conditioning and central air and nice, soft seats. Everything is so convenient. Yet now we're just so busy. So much is going on that it just seems like everything is grabbing for our attention and it just seems like god has lost more than his fair share amen uh you know i remember uh when a financial crisis hit uh back uh mm, you know 10 15 years ago and and gas went up to uh uh you know four dollars a gallon which back then was just shocking to us and and uh, I had a large vehicle, had a Ford Expedition, and it cost over $100 to fill the tank in that thing. And, and uh, uh, that crunch affected everybody, and uh, it seemed like one of the places that it affected people was uh, what they did for God, what, the, what they gave financially or how much they showed up because it cost money to show up. And God was the loser, you know, giving attention to God. So... Uh, stuff's just been chipping away little by little and people yes we love the Lord but uh, it just seems like uh, we're not as passionate as we once were it can be likened to a marriage it doesn't have to be this way great marriages uh, the spouses uh, cultivate their love and, and uh, uh, sow into their relationships and we're givers and not takers amen and so the marriage blooms and grows but if we don't know how to do that or don't focus on doing that uh, properly and I'll just go ahead and spit it out there and you got to love me anyway we are raising males and females both who are narcissists they love themselves everything is about me what makes me look good what makes me feel good and when you have two of those put together and they're both fighting for what suits me and what matters to me, you're, 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 you're in big trouble. And even if you get in a marriage where one of them's a narcissist and the, the other one gets taken advantage of, and that is no good. So moms and dads, we got to get back to the Bible, raising kids that love God and that have a, a, a true heart of humility. And humility is one of the main signs of revival and the love of God being poured out the agape love of God the unconditional love of God being poured out 
is another sign. But let's train up our children. Uh, praise God that when they do get married, they are not so self-centered that they can't uh, exist. Amen. And then, and we see it all the time. Uh, big fancy weddings, and and uh, I, you know what? I rejoice. Uh, and so, those of you who might be listening in, who I've performed your ceremony, uh, there's a few of them here tonight. Praise God. Uh, that I performed your ceremony that are still together. Every time I see that on Facebook or see an anniversary of that, I say, praise God. You know, that one stuck. Amen. Uh, that one took. And, and you know, uh, but so many don't. And we've seen uh, big, fancy, expensive weddings with expensive dresses and uh, cutting no corners and cutting no cost. And then in just a few short years, it's all gone because we're self-centered and we can't become Christ-centered, and we can't, and we can't give to each other. Uh, so the thrill is gone. B.B. King saying, the thrill is gone, baby. The thrill has gone away. And it almost seems like the devil's trying to do that with our walk with God and with our love for God, and the thrill is gone, the passion that we once had. The church at Ephesus in Revelation, uh, uh, he says, uh, you know, you did some things right. And, uh, you, you, you know, you did some good deeds, and that's good. But I have this against you. You've left your first love. Amen. So he was, he was chastising them uh, for, for not having that passionate love. Now, I have seen, I have seen, uh, and thank God, because we really need it, but there are people who are anointed to, to minister about marriage. And teach about marriage and, and teach about the marriage covenant. And uh, you can call it a marriage retreat or a marriage advance. Some people don't want to be negative and retreat sounds like you're going backwards. So we want to call it a marriage advance. And uh, we intend to do some of that stuff uh, to help families and to help couples. But people are anointed to teach things and minister things and get stuff broken off of people. I've heard ministries that had track records when they were next to divorce. They were, they'd been through so much and put each other through so much that they just literally despised each other. But they were going to go to this marriage retreat or marriage advance. One last, uh, you know, we're going to do this and then, then we're going to see the lawyer. It's over. And they got in that meeting and the power of God and the presence of God was there. And God renewed their love and God delivered them from the hurt and the unforgiveness that had bound them up, and they fell madly in love, and their marriage was better uh, after that than it was when they first got married, praise God. So God can restore that. Well, that's really what revival is. It's uh, people who've lost their first love. They're not as excited. And, and saints of God, you know, uh, if it hadn't happened to you, you're something else, I'll just tell you. You know, you're cut from a special mold because the, the, the enemy is just chiseling away. There is so much to draw on our attention. And, and uh, I also like to think about, and I'm just speaking from my heart, uh, what I would feel like the Lord would have me to say. In Ezekiel, there's a vision of the river coming out from under the temple. And he said, measure out a thousand cubits. And they measured out, and it was water to the ankles. And he said, go a little bit farther. And it was up to the knees. Go, go another measure out, and it was up to the waist. And then go another measure out, and it was water to swim in. 
And uh, when, when uh, a man, woman, boy, or girl gets born again, and when Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again, I don't think he was playing around. I think if you're a Christian, if you are a true Christian, child of God, you've been born again. And I think Romans 10, 9 and 10 explains that real carefully. There are other people who use other formulas for, for, for salvation, but this really covers it in a nutshell. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I believe when you do that, you're born again, and you're born in, again in your spirit. And you have a new recreated spirit. And the perfect blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus, takes away our sins and we receive the gift of righteousness. And it's a perfect righteousness in our spirit. And that's who we really are. The flesh, the house of flesh that we live in, if, if, if we go before the Lord comes, our house of flesh goes into the grave. Or you might choose to be cremated uh, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still opting for being buried if I'm here. Amen. Uh, you know, even, if, even though I'm gone and I'm not in it, I don't want to see my house burn. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I just said keep it and, and put it in the ground because the Bible says when that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ, amen, we're going to uh, rise up to meet him in the air. Glory to God. So, so I'm, uh, I, I'm a little bit leery of that, and, and I don't mean to distress you if, if you feel different about that, but uh, uh, I, 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 I like the old-fashioned way. And... Uh, uh, many who were in the graves, it's, it's scriptural, praise God, uh, came forth when, when Jesus rose from the dead and appeared. Uh, so uh, I believe there's going to be a resurrection. But this body is just the house we live in. It's not really us. The real me, the real you, is a spirit being. And if you're born again, that spirit's going to live forever with God in eternity. And if you're not born again, there is a, a, a heaven to gain and a hell to shun unfortunately and regardless of what anybody and everybody says uh, Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away but not one jot or tittle of my word will ever fail and the Bible says there's no name given under heaven whereby men must be saved other than the name of Jesus and uh, I know there's a lot of other religions and they're doing good things and good deeds and uh, some of them bow and face the holy city three times a day and say their prayers and and, and, and all that but uh, the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess the Lord Jesus and uh, so I got to go by that and uh, I, you know we have a conviction and we have a we have a a responsibility to make sure that everybody hears the gospel of Jesus Christ amen and uh, uh, to tell everybody about the good news about Jesus. So when, you're, when you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth, I believe you're born again. I believe your name's in the Lamb's book of life. I believe your spirit, man, is, is recreated, made brand new. But now we still have to renew our mind, according to Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, uh, that you present your bodies. Here's the house again. A living sacrifice, holy except unto God, which is a re reasonable service and do not be conformed to the uh, 
I hear me in the background there. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So uh, uh, our spirits are born again, and our bodies, while we're alive, is, is to become a living sacrifice. Amen. And the Bible teaches over and over in the New Testament, yes, we're saved by grace. But grace is not just forgiveness of sin. It's the power and the ability to overcome sin and be productive. Our spirits are made perfect, but uh, our minds must be renewed and our bodies brought under subjection. And we're out to lay a hold of all the promises of God by renewing our mind and building our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So uh, our spirits are made perfect, but we have to bring our bodies into subjection. Amen. And, and uh, it's, a, it's a journey, but it can be overcome. And he gave us the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have more power. Amen. More power to bring your body under. Uh, uh, the, the spiritual gifts uh, uh, come alive to us. And uh, the Word of God comes alive because the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And now we're not just born of Him, but we're baptized. And so we grow and we flow. But we're all human and so for some reason whatsoever, maybe without even knowing it, maybe like a marriage, so many marriages, uh, uh, one spouse is taken by surprise and the other one has been being unfaithful. One spouse was, thought everything was okay and the other spouse was deceived. And, and, uh, or the other spouse was being deceiving and wasn't fulfilled and wasn't, uh, happy and so they were pursuing uh, uh, other things and uh, so if we're not careful our flesh will get enticed with other things and lose interest in the things of God we have to be careful we always have to make sure we're not leaving our first love we're, we repent and do the first works over and keep our passion for God and that's what revival is so maybe you were out waist deep at one time but due to the cares of life, even really without realizing it, you kind of drifted back in, and now you know it's only, only mid-thigh, and you don't even know it. And so that's what revival is. Revival is waiting out there and hopefully getting so stirred up that I just want to go for it all, and I'm taking the plunge. I'm going deeper, and that's what revival is. And, and there are some, especially this younger generation, because there are so many things pulling at them, and in these colleges where where this woke theology or uh, uh, we there is a woke theology that's in the churches that's uh totally contrary to scripture but there's woke ideology that is amongst our young people that is totally contrary to scripture and the young people have to deal with all this and fight with all this and if anybody ever needed a, a mighty move of god if anybody ever needed to wade out uh, farther uh, it's our it's our young people, but they need to bring it to us because don't you don't be deceived. We need it too because because we're slipping and sliding and we're not out as deep as we could be or ought to be if we'll honestly judge ourselves. And God is good and and God is wonderful and God never stops. You, you know you know there are some people that just don't know how because they're so self so self centered they don't know how to. Uh, uh, honor 
somebody's love and affection that somebody's given to them. And they don't know how to honor and respect that. And they may have the best spouse, but because of their selfishness, they don't even act like they're married sometimes and just trample that marriage covenant underground. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say it, but it is the truth sometimes. Sometimes us Christians, we don't even act like we're married to Jesus. We don't even act like we never even knew him sometimes. And, 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 and uh, uh, with some, it's a whole lot worse than others. But even if it's a minute degree, we all need revival. We all need to move towards him. And uh, I, think that's, uh, I think that's the key. Uh, hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's look at Romans chapter 8 in verse 26 here for a minute. Praise God. Uh, we just need to stay passionate with Him and stay connected to Him. And, and, and the devil's doing everything he can to, to distract us and pull us away. Mm, thank you, Lord. Jesus said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. Amen. And the enemy is trying so hard to get us detached from the vine. Amen. And what happens if we're detached from the vine? Things begin to dry up and shrivel up. And it's not good. Amen. But praise God, God can do a holy reattaching. Amen. And, and a holy refreshing. So here we are in Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Glory to God. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. Yet in... All these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. God is good. Amen. And uh, he has a plan for us whom he foreknew. 
uh, well, let's go back. We know that all, verse 28, and this is misquoted and misunderstood. We know that all things work together for those uh, 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 who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And a lot of people don't take that to the full, uh, they don't finish the verse. We know that all things work together for good, and they stop right there. But it, that's not all it says. It works, works together for good to those who love God. You know, we're supposed to stay in love with God. We're supposed to be loving God. Amen. Acting like you love God. You know, the people who get sucked up and in, in, uh, pulled away from God, uh, and they're acting like they never even knew God, uh, uh, I don't know if, they, if that qualifies. Amen. All things work together for good to those who love God. And see, people will say tragedy or, or, or dumb mistakes that they made. It was God doing it for a purpose. Amen. And that's not the case. But this does say if you really love God, amen, to those, who, to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, if, if, if uh, you're really yielded to his calling and being called out to be a Christian, amen, we're not talking about something you signed a card and you, your life never changed. We're talking about people who encountered God and we're the called. We're loving God. The rest of our lives, we're going to serve God. We're going to seek Him. Amen. We're going to help in the local church. Amen. And we're going to let our light shine for Jesus. We're going to pray for people. Amen. Those are the called, the called out ones. Amen. And uh, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Amen. Uh, how many people are doing His purpose? So if you're doing whatever you want and you never acknowledge God, we've gotten so far away, the Bible has always said, uh, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and He will direct our paths. And there, there's always been songs where He leads me, I will follow. There's always been songs like that. I mean, it's not a new thing to read your Bible and find these passages. They have been there. Uh, 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 for long, uh, for, you know, ever since there's been a, been a Bible. But uh, people get uh, 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 away from these, and, and we've gotten to the place because of modern, and we've gotten to the place, I'm just going to go ahead and reel. The Bible says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There are some places, and we have some friends, and, we, and you have some family, some people have some family, that if you really start getting turned on for Jesus, and you say Jesus every now and then, or you want to pray over your meals all the time, or, 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 or uh, somebody said something about one of my daughters one time that they wouldn't say P-I-S-S if her feet were on fire, you know, and, and praise God. Because we wasn't in our house, and we, we, I mean, we didn't go around, Shh, don't cuss. We just didn't cuss. Amen. And we didn't have cussing shows on TV that, that are the grandest, the, the, the number one hit of all times and that everybody's talking about. And I've seen a commercial, and I couldn't watch the commercial for the four-letter words that are totally wicked and the totally wicked and blasphemous nature of just watching the commercial, yet there's Christians that that's their favorite show. And well, no wonder. No wonder your children talk the way they talk, and no wonder you talk the way you talk, because that's what you're doing. But we've, we've left our first love, and, and we're not constant. Do you have to be perfect to be saved, preacher? No, but the closer you live to Him, the better off your life is going to be. Amen. And if you're not preoccupied with all kinds of nonsense, 
you will pray and seek him more. But we have relatives if we get too close to God or friends. Or I had a Christian person tell me one time uh, that after I'd gotten filled with the Holy Ghost, I said, oh, Brother Randy, some people need a crutch, and that's just your crutch. And I thought, well, that's, he's not my crutch. He's my stretcher. He's my ambulance because I, 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 I totally need him. Now, you gave me a compliment. Yes, I do need him. And so maybe, maybe some Christians are super Christians and don't. But let me say this. We've gotten so far away from God that we don't acknowledge him in all our ways. We make every decision we make without even praying. Amen. We don't even think about it. We need revival. We need revival. And some are more so than others. And listen, some have never been taught that you could live a spirit-filled, spirit-led life. And I don't know who, who, who blame that goes to, but not, not mine, because I've taught everything that I've known ever since I've been a preacher. I've withheld nothing, amen, <laughs> hallelujah, because I don't want it to be on my hands. But I'm telling you what's coming up, up on the face of this earth. Amen. If you've are if you got too much world in you, amen, that's going to drag you down. And, and you're not going to escape. You, 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 you know when the, when the lions go after the wildebeest? You know they always get the fat ones that are too fat to run or the sickly ones or the ones that are diseased or the young ones. Listen, some of y'all are so weighted down with so much. If the devil was to come after you right now, it wouldn't be a big deal to take you out and take you down. And we cannot live that way. We all need revival. And we all need to examine ourselves. And let me say this. If you're doing better than you've ever done, uh, I take three giant steps forward and go out deeper in that river than I've ever went before. Amen. Because he's coming again. And he has need of people who are faithful. People who can pray. So, but that's where we're at. People don't even acknowledge him. We don't pray about decisions. People are getting married without praying about it. Oh, he's just handsome. You know, he comes from a pretty good family. And, and uh, you know, uh, just making all kinds of decisions. And, uh, well, everybody's doing it, so I'm just going to do it too. You know, what it, what it, whatever the latest current trend is, without seeking God and seeing what the Spirit of God says on the inside. There's some places I can't go. There's some things I can't do. There's a lot of things I can't say. A lot of things I can't think about. A lot of things I, I can't look at and participate in because I'm sanctified. I've been washed in the blood. I've been touched by Jesus. Amen. And that touch is still there. It hadn't wore off. Amen. And matter of fact, you know, the last couple of years, I'm pressing for revival and renewal. And I'm excited about all that's going on. And everybody needs to. Amen. And, and now I, I know this is kind of... Uh, I don't mean to be getting on people. I just want to encourage you. Don't, don't, don't let yourself be deceived. I don't need it. Well, we don't need revival. Well, it's not important to me. It's important. And if this is going on, you, bet, you better uh, uh, get, 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 get going. It's like, uh, it's, it's like a, uh, in track, they have relay races, and they pass a baton. And if you're the next one to get the baton... When the other guy's coming, you got to start running and you got to get in unison and get your steps right and get your pace right so at the right time they can pass that baton. And if you just stand in there, you know, with your hands in your pocket, when it comes time for you to get the baton, by the time you pick it up after you've dropped it and then start running, everybody's gone. It's over and it's too late. And like, what happened? No, we, get, we got to be ready. Stuff's getting ready to be passed to us. God's getting ready to move. And we got to be ready. We got to be making preparation for it. And that's what revival is. 
Amen. Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement here. I know we're in the new covenant. I know we're in a new and better covenant. But uh, Paul said these these uh, things are written to be our examples. The things in the Old Testament. There are in samples, examples of how we should live and how we should think. And yes, Jesus has come, and, and we're in a new and better covenant, but there are some things that we can just learn by these things if we look at them. And this is a, this is a, a, a great one and a famous one, and I believe people have been calling on his name. I believe people have been praying. I know I have, and, and I know there's, there's prayers. There, I mean, people talk about 24-hour church. There's been 24-7 church in Kansas City for years. At, at IHOP, they have a Bible school, they have students, they have praise team bands, four or five piece bands, some of some them eight or ten with singers, and they change out every two hours, every two hours. You can go to IHOP, not International House of Pancakes, I got that for that too, uh, but no, you, uh, International House of Prayer in Kansas City, and you can log on and find their daily prayer clock, and you can log in, tune into that if you got internet and watch it 24 7 and i have i've had it on my computer 24 7 and just to just to see what's going on and because it soothes the soul i mean i hadn't lately but there was a time i i, I did a lot but th this this has been going on for years amen one band will come in every two hours they'll change bands and at the end of the shifts the bands merge and the new bass player trades out with the old bass player and the drummer and and everything, and they take off, and there's always leaders that are there to pray. And then there's always the time, people in the congregation. And sometimes in the middle of the night, there's 30, 40 people there. You know, sometimes more than that in the daytime and stuff. And so they have a microphone and a podium where people can come up, and they'll hand them the microphone and let them pray a little bit. This has been going on for years. This is no new thing. Amen. Although it's a great thing and that it's exploding and, and uh, astounding. But what I'm saying is prayer has brought this uh, to the forefront. And more of it's coming. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's, it's going to be greater and mightier things. There are so many people so bound, so many people needing deliverance and, and, uh, and the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are for a reason. They're not there because we'll never need them. No, we're going to need them in these last days when all the messed up people like me, I couldn't have come and got saved and got straightened out everywhere because I was full of demons. Amen. I had to come up on a place where the power of God was so real that the demons had to leave me. Praise God. And it's not like that every place. But where, where uh, uh, people come together in unity in one mind and one accord and they're praying and praising God, the anointing gets high. So you're going to see more and more people needing deliverance. Amen. So you better have power in your church. Amen. You better have revival in your church. So let's look at this, 2 Corinthians, uh, because I, I think there's just a little pattern here that we can learn from, and we'll close with this. If my people who are called by my name... That's, a, that's me. Is it, isn't that you? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Praise God. So four things right here, real simple. 
that I, 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 I see we can learn from. Four things God wants us to do according to His Word. I want to honor Him. Amen. And I know some people say, well, Jesus has already healed, healed the land, uh, you know, when Jesus came. But tell me we don't need something to happen in our country. Tell me we don't need something to happen in our country where, where we don't know uh, what pronoun to use for anybody and everything and we're so confused over something that is so simple that's gotten so complicated. Only hell, something diabolical could hell from hell could conceive such a creature as what we have crawling around in, in our world today. Yeah, I, I ought to get a good amen. Amen. And I love everybody. I love everybody. And Jesus wants them set free. That's why we need power. That's why we need power. Number one, four things God wants people to do. Humble yourself. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, we're, 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 we're proud. If you think you don't need revival, you're proud. If you think you don't need to get closer to God, you're proud. Amen. To humble yourself is to get rid of pride and boasting. Recognize that everything you have comes from God. Admit that you need God and go after Him and, and crush pride uh, out of your life. The, Jesus said if we'll humble ourselves before Him, then He will lift us up in James. Number two is pray. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be truthful. Just going to be honest. Most people have problem praying over 10 minutes. Uh, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray, God bless so-and-so, God bless so-and-so. And, and, you know, we've prayed for everything we know and everything we can think of, and it's only been three and a half minutes, you know, if you, when you look at the watch. Amen. We need, we need to get strong in prayer. Amen. Uh, glory to God. We got to have prayers. Glory to God. So, most people have a problem praying over 10 minutes. If you have a relationship with God... You can talk with him longer. Amen. You ought to be able to. Tell him that you need his help. Lord, I want to be a better prayer. Prayer is conversation. Conversational. It's both talking and listening. Asking and listening. And don't let prayer just be a ritual. Amen. It's talking to God. Amen. And if you believe that he is, his ears are open unto your cry. And you could talk to him like you would talk to me. But we want to we wanna learn scriptures, what belongs to us, how we should ask for things, how we should ask in faith. There's a lot to prayer, and we haven't majored on it like we should have. Uh, Spirit-filled, spirit-led, prayer that gets results. Amen. We need to be strong in this area. Can I get a good amen? Prayer, prayer has to be alive with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Prayer is having communion with the Creator of the universe. Uh, number three is seek his face. Amen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Seek his face. Often people seek God's hand. When people do pray, they become desperate about something. Oh, God, I need this. Oh, God, I need that. They seek his hand, which is asking for things. But if you'll learn to seek his face then you'll, you'll find his hand is there. Amen. So we want it seeking his face. I want to know you, Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to hear your voice. I'm tired of hearing people talking about hearing the voice of God and being led by the Spirit. I want to hear your voice. 
I want to know your voice, Lord. I want to be in your presence and fellowship with you and be comfortable. And the Holy Ghost helps us do that. We have a prayer language when we're baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. Amen. The, 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 it's a secret language the enemy doesn't know and doesn't understand. Uh, but, but as we pray in tongues, the, we're praying the perfect will of God. And that's in Romans 8 where we're reading if we'd, if we'd read a little bit farther. So seek his face. If we seek his face, we'll get his hand. And then, then, then the last thing, uh, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. We need to turn from our ways to his ways. Somebody says, well, my ways aren't that wicked. They may not be, but many people's are. Many people's ways are wicked, and, and anybody's ways are wicked compared to him. Amen. But, but uh, we got caught up in doing our thing and lost vision of doing his thing. Amen. So we need to turn from our ways to his. The amplified version of this says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forevermore. Uh, we got a few minutes. R Ricky, could you start us some prayer music? And, and we'll pray. I'll, I'll repeat this prayer for revival that, that we prayed. And it's according to the Word of God. And we need to pray according to the Word of God. Amen. And, and uh, pray the answer, not the problem. But this is a good revival prayer, and then and, uh, we'll finish out in prayer. Father God, because you care for your people and you want all mankind to have life, you desire revival. Your revival brings life and nourishment, preservation and restoration. Thank you for sending Jesus to give us your abundant life. Lord, start revival in me first. I am your servant, and I place myself in position to receive revival. I feed on the scriptures as a sheep feeds on green pastures because your words are life to me. Holy Spirit of God, you raised Jesus from the dead, and you dwell in me. So I yield to you to energize my spirit, restore my soul, and rejuvenate my mortal body. I renew my mind with your word, and my innermost uh, being is a well of living water, and I am revived. Revival is not only life to me, but to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Therefore, I intercede on behalf of, uh, of the people. I will call upon you as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I call upon the mighty name of Jesus. All of mankind needs life, Lord. All of mankind needs revival because it is life, your life. I speak and sow seeds of revival everywhere I go. I send forth angels to reap the harvest of revival all over the world. I put my hand to the sickle to reap the rich harvest of revival in my home, my church, my community, <coughs> in the marketplace, on the job, in my country, and all over the world. Pour yourself out on the people, Lord of the harvest. Send forth laborers positioning them in strategic places to minister as you pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Almighty God, show yourself mighty and strong with signs and wonders. 
Holy Spirit, breathe on all the people of the world. I pray this in the name above all names. Jesus, Jesus' name, amen. We worship you, Lord. We just give you thanks. Lord, your, your kingdom come, your will be done in us and all your people, your plans and your purposes. We yield to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are good. And your mercy endures forever, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have your way in this. We'll give you all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe a baton's getting ready to be passed to us. I hope you understand that. I can see that. I can see that. You've you got to be running along ready to receive it and have your hand back. And that runner that's finishing up, he puts it in your hand. And you're already in stride going. Amen. I, I believe uh, there's going to be people that are ready that are going to take everything God's doing in stride. Uh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad you were here and helped us pray and continue to help us pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll have our portion. We'll have our portion. Hallelujah. And, and I just believe and declare not one person we're ordained to reach will die lost. Amen. We believe. We believe. Well, God bless you. And we'll see you Sunday morning.